make sure it hears you. Okay. Hello. Second. Ba ba ba. Yep. Okay. Hey guys. Um. I just want to say that I am so glad that each of you are here, and all of the leaders here. We are so glad that all of you are here, whether it's your first time or your hundredth time. It's pretty awesome that the Lord brought you here tonight. So, as the, in the video, we're talking about when last week we talked about when Mary went to see Elizabeth and the baby in Elizabeth's stomach aka John the Baptist he leaped for joy when when Mary came because who is Mary carrying Jesus right so that was pretty crazy and this week we're going to talk about right after that um, Mary is just so full because Elizabeth just encouraged her so much um and thank the Lord for what God was doing through Mary. And now Mary is just overflowing, and she's just praising God. So it's called, this is often referred to as the Magnificat. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but we'll read it all together. So it's Luke 1, 46 through 55. But I think you have it in your little journal um, as Mary's song of praise, or whatever it says. All right, it says... And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. So I titled this talk, Where's Your Praise? Um, because this section is Mary praising God for what he was doing in her. Um, and she was just so full of gratitude and thankfulness that she just had to praise. That's what came out. So when I was thinking about the scripture, I was thinking, well, Mary is, is the model Christian in this circumstance. She's doing what we should do when God does amazing things, um, when God is who he is all the time. Is she's praising him for it. But I think there are two types of praise that we can have in this world. You can either praise, these are your only fill in the blanks, so don't get it wrong. We can praise one of two things. We can praise the things of God, or we can praise the things of the world. And that encapsulates, encapsulates a lot of things, right? So just two very generic categories. So, like I said, Mary is the model Christian in this scenario. Now, Mary wasn't perfect. We know that because later in the Gospels we see her sin. But in this circumstance, 
the Lord just used her, and we get to see it in scripture forever, of just how she believed and had faith in what God was doing through her and praised him through it. So on the other hand, a few weeks ago, we talked about Zechariah. And Zechariah also received a promise from God. God told him that he, that him and Elizabeth were to have a child who would prepare the way for the Messiah. And Zechariah, he reacted a different way than Mary. Zechariah did not believe. So he ended up being, um, his mouth was shut. He couldn't talk until the baby was born. So he didn't believe. And and Mary did. And we can see that Mary praised and Zechariah didn't. He, he couldn't speak anymore. He lost his ability to praise. So I want you to think about who are you more like, Mary or Zechariah? Do you believe the things of God? Do you believe the promises of God? Or do you not believe? Not that Zechariah wasn't a Christian, didn't love the Lord. He did. But in this scenario, it just seems so impossible because him and his wife were old and they couldn't have kids. It just seems so impossible that he just didn't believe it. He thought it was too good to be true. Um, so who are you more like? Do you believe what God says he will do or what he has done or do you not? So we're going to talk about praising the things of the world. We'll talk about the things of the world. So So we see that throughout Mary's praise that God resists the proud. So verses 51 through 53 says, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. So... The proud and the rich in heart are those people who are what you would call too cool for God. They think that they can build their own earthly kingdom that will give them ultimate satisfaction, pleasure, and prosperity. So that can look like a lot of different things. I'm sure you guys know or are the kid in school that's too cool for school and, and you never want to participate. You never want to interact with what's going on in your classes or in your school. Um, same thing here, just not with school, with God, or something much more important. Um, so they just think that they're too cool, and they're just too proud in their hearts. That's what it really comes down to, is that they won't humble themselves. And I'm sure some of you in this room are that way. I was that way. Um, but we see here that God, in these verses we read, that God scatters them. He brings them down from their thrones and sends them away empty. So even though they might be building up earthly success or momentary satisfaction and pleasure from um, doing what they want and resisting what the will of God, we, we see that their end is what? It's ultimately destruction. And nothing good is going to come from it. It's only in this life, which doesn't really last that long. So that's what happens when we praise the things of this world. Now, when we praise the things of God, it's a different outcome. So think about Mary in this situation. Mary's a young girl. She's not married, right? And in the midst of this culture that she was in, it, this warranted for her to be felt, um, to be left feeling empty, scattered, and alone 
but she knew that God's favor on her would give her abundant life and joy. And she sought the things of him, and he blessed her for her belief. So Mary went from praising, and then we'll see that Mary went from praising God for what he's doing in her to praising God what he was doing through her. And so we're going to read those verses. It says, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to, gen- to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their thoughts and their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. So Mary knew that this was what God was doing was way bigger than God allowing her to carry the Messiah. This alone is pretty amazing. Um, So it says that God chose someone from a humble estate. Mary was in the slumps of the slumps. She, She did not have a high status. I mean, she's pregnant and she's not married. And back then, that was a huge no-no. You're an outcast if, if that's who you are. That's, you're a sinner, right? And, and so this was no reason for Mary to be happy at all. But she knew that God was working a way bigger purpose in her than she could ever think of for herself and way bigger than what those around her said about her. So um, she knew that this was not only a big blessing that she got to carry the Messiah, but that this would be the long-awaited king for all of Israel and to the whole world. So she goes from praising in the beginning, saying, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble state of his servant. For behold, from now all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And then she switches, and she starts talking about Israel and how this is long-awaited, even since Abraham, the promise was made to send Jesus. So this is pretty amazing that, that God was doing it now. It didn't matter who it was through. It's just amazing that God is doing it. He's fulfilling his promises. So when we get excited about the things of God, are we just focused on what he's doing for us? Or are we more kingdom-minded, is what I like to call it, and seeing what God is doing in our schools, in our communities, in our churches, and even in our nation, and even in our world? Are we interested in these things? Um, Because we see in the model expression of praise that Mary was. Mary was, of course, it's not a bad thing to be thankful to the Lord what he's doing in your life. That's, that's obviously what, that's what brings us to God. Um, but it is important that I think as we grow deeper in our relationship with God, there's a new level of intimacy with him when we start to see the spiritual realm and we start to see what God is doing um, in something that's bigger than just us. So receiving the promises of God, it enables us to truly praise him. Had he not sent Jesus, had God not sent Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins, we wouldn't be able to worship him in spirit and in truth. So Mary received this promise that God would use her to bring Jesus into the world, and she believed that he would. Um, She believed with her heart, and then she was enabled to truly praise God. 
We cannot force artificial praise or it will just be artificial. So kind of like earlier when we were worshiping, we were literally praising God with our song and some of you were talking or you were uh, maybe you were trying to sing but you're like, man, this sucks. I don't want to do this. And and that's artificial praise. It's just not real. And it's it's ultimately not pleasing to God. But we can't force it. It's something that the Spirit has to work in us. So just like Mary, when God, God sent Jesus, and she believed, and so we can believe the same, that God sent Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins. And when we trust that, the Spirit begins to work in you, that you would want to praise God, and you would want to praise the things of God instead of the things of this world. Even if the things of this world is yourself. That's what most of us do. That's what I do. I just want to praise myself and get praise from other people. But God is saying, no, take your eyes off of yourself. There's something much bigger than you going on. And so so Mary received the promise that God would use her to bring Jesus into the world. She believed with her heart, and then she was enabled to truly praise him. Um, So we can't force artificial praise, but it has to come from an overflowing heart of having received God's gifts and God's promises. So what does this look like for the average teenage daily life? That's all of you. Um, We as Christians should be daily receiving God's gift of Jesus. Thank God often for remembering that we are but dust and, and for him giving us a way out of our destiny of sin. So we have to remind ourselves of the gospel every day because we are so forgetful. Um, Jesus gave his life for you to have eternal life without sin, to have eternal life of being with him, the only good thing. So Jesus gave, or we have to meditate on this and begin to thank God. This, what this looks like is personal prayer time and worship time every day. Some examples I was thinking of is you could even, you could write Bible verses on your hand. So you're going to verse, write, write, going to school, write a verse on your hand that reminds you of this truth. Or make it your lock screen, a verse on the, in the Bible, make it your lock screen. So every time you look at your phone, you just can't get away from the truth, right? Or set up a, an accountability with your friend that you guys are going to text scripture to each other every day so that you just can't get away from it. We have to surround ourselves with truth or we will forget. I can't tell you how many times I've forgotten the gospel in my heart. Um, That is all I have for you. But we will have grow groups and we'll have questions. And we will close in prayer real quick. Lord, thank you so much for all of these kids that you've brought here today. I just ask that you would open their hearts to receive your truth, that they might worship you in spirit and truth, that they might be able to truly praise you from an overflow of their heart, knowing your goodness and knowing your beauty, Lord. I just ask that you will help them to see that the world just is not beautiful, it's not good, and it's not worth it to chase. And I ask that you will bless our grow group times and that we can learn from one another. In Jesus' name, amen.